On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day, amigos, and welcome to the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this nice Wednesday night, uh, as the weatherman told us just before. Hey, thanks to Finey, Zanners, and Poults on a fantastic hour before us, and Finey, of course, on a great show. Finey's back tomorrow from 7 p.m. Vinny Venezuela, welcome. Thank you very much. Good evening, uh, Rodrigo. Hello, listeners. Hi, fellow Diegos. Yes, and Warren's one of those. How are you? Today? Yeah, good. Not happy. <laughs> All right, and we'll get into I, and that. For once, it's not with Carlos or <laughs> even you, Rodrigo, yep. for sitting on the fence and mostly favouring him most of the time. And even, well, I'm never unhappy with Vinny, but oh. I'm unhappy, <laughs> but it's not personal this evening. Just, just right, very quickly, so. he was just looking for a hello there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I never do just a hello. No. Yeah, yeah, Carlos, you had you me at hello. Hello, mate. So it's 15 minutes into the show, but I <laughs> welcome you all and thank you very much for tuning in, listeners. And uh, Warren is not nice tonight. This is his second hour, by the way. Yeah, that's, He's uh, just given us an earful uh, <laughs> for an hour in the green, green room. And uh, I don't have to say anything about oh. Melbourne City tonight because right. I think uh, I'm, Warren I'm is winding gonna, up off the he's long He's going to give us a beautiful little synopsis I tonight. Am. He's and going to do a Dexter on uh, Melbourne City. <laughs> Carve them up. I will. Then wrap them me. in a bag and drop no, them no, in. No, no, but the, the A-League's in my sights too. Drop oh, them in good. the middle of the bay for Snapper. Yeah, well, <laughs> Snapper might call because... I'll tell you. So maybe we should start on a positive note then, Rodrigo. <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted to, Carlos. I think I've just lost control. By the time, by the time we do the good evenings and the time yes. I get to you, it, it, it becomes redundant, really. It's absolutely. I think uh, Ronaldo's kicked another five goals. He, yeah, yeah. Since he's been offside once, yeah. Carlos. Warren's been offside Sorry, a few times. Is, yeah. is there any truth I'd to get the, rid of the offside. Is there any truth to the rumour that uh, Ronaldo's doing a sequel to his own movie now that he's <laughs> kicking yeah. more goals? Yeah. Ronaldo too. <laughs> Hey, we've got a big show for you tonight. We'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. We'll talk about the uh, uh, UEFA Champions League mm. results a little bit later on. Your text messages on 0433981116. Please send those through. Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Great sponsors of the Diego's, as always. Um, 94291116 as well if you want to give us a call tonight. We've got plenty to talk about. Mm. It's 9 past 11. I heard some Yes, and uh, this is Rodrigo's q and <laughs> I thought I'd uh, reinvent that. But, uh, hey, uh, let, let's start. Let's start, uh, let's start with Warren, why yeah. don't we? Because Mel- Melbourne City uh, lost their final game of the season. Well, their final home and away game of no, the no, season. No, no, that's not the right word. They capitulated. Well, they lost. Well, uh, five, were, five yeah. four. It was a crazy game. Yeah, we've no, got to say we'll get into that yeah, as well. Right. But um, it was. Let's put it into perspective. It was a meaningless game. It was a meaningless game. It was. You know, two teams. No, had it, to wasn't go out. it was meaningless. It wasn't meaningless. It Carlos. would bear no no indication at all uh, what's going to happen between the two same teams in Melbourne this Sunday. So, Warren, before you launch and you and you ruin careers <laughs> and you uh, and you cut the crowd in half again. Because you'll be so negative about it, don't take it so personally. It was a game. It was a bit of fun, 
as uh, as Timmy Carl said, it was like one of those FIFA games, those little, confu- the little computer games with these little kitties. Who was controlling uh, Liam Reddy? <laughs> right at the end of it. Who was who was controlling him? Yeah. No, see, you that completely was misinterpret stuff. and undervalue. First of all, the game wasn't meaningless. If Melbourne City draw or win, they finish third. Now, based on the way the season's gone, in and, terms and what of, was that important? Well, possible opportunity to play Champions League, two opportunities. Because with Sydney winning the Premier's plate, if they won the grand final, the third place team, not automatically, but possibly gets into the Asian Champions League through qualification. So there's the first thing. So it did matter. And Tim Cale even, he didn't allude to it. He directly spoke to it after the game. That's the first thing. What was the word he used, uh, Timmy Cale? It was a mess. It was a mess. And I'm trying to think of an analogy that doesn't offend, and I'm not sure whether... This one's right. But, you know, you often use the term cut the cancer. You, yes. you use the term no, cut the cancer. When you say you, can you mention the person's Carlos, name? Carlos because people aren't says, in here with us. You've got to cut the cancer. Yes. Now, I actually saw Melbourne City's performance, okay? It's a bit, to me, it's a bit like prostate cancer. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it is. Why? You know, potentially not lethal. If you do regular checks and everything's okay and you'll be fine. But if you're ignorant of the problem yep. and you don't look at the symptoms mm. and it continues on for a long period of time, suddenly it has the potential to be really, really serious. Now, what I'm saying about Melbourne City, and I'm not having, I'm not, and I'm talking as a supporter here. Forget me, I'm taking off my headphones and stopping. Being a pundit of can any we, description. Can we switch off his mic, Pedro? No, just don't. Switch off the <laughs> Pedro? Because I'll just go to another one. I'm talking about this as a supporter. Those players waltzed around that ground as if they did not care, as if there was nothing on the game. Now, every game has got something. And bearing in mind, they've actually they've painted the Civ defence, <laughs> Melbourne City. They've created it as an art form. It was... Absolutely. And I tell you, hang on, Vinny just... said the Bermuda Triangle of football teams, or <laughs> they've actually built the facility over some sort of haunted house or grave site. You know, they are pathetic. You can't, you can't say pathetic. Timmy Cale was pathetic. He scored two goals. He's there when the big moments arrive. It's the vibe of the team, Carlos. He hasn't Bruno Fornaroli, he battled it out manfully for the whole game. Yes, they have got limitations, that, that squad. And perhaps... Perhaps, Mental perhaps a decision that once John Van Skip had left, and you're leaving it in the hands of a caretaker coach. Don't I'm not. Don't worry. That's Mike Volcanos, but a caretaker coach with no promise, no permanency about what he's doing. Right, no permanency about the staff around him. You bring in a mentor. I mean, for me, the decision not to make that coaching position permanent once Van Skip went, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn into a mess because the authority of that coaching staff, I think, is undermined. The uh, question here with Melbourne City is, did it turn into a mess pre-before that anyway? Like, don't you think that post-FFA Cup, you guys were spiralling sort of oh, the look, wrong I think, way? I think the signs after the FFA Cup weren't good in terms of consistency of performance. You know, the the willingness to get into a grind around winning consecutive matches and getting into a grind. So I think that was there. But no disrespect to, to Michael Valkanis in, in his position. But they had the opportunity 
to change that, to make a statement, to go out and get somebody to replace John Van Skip that was going to give them an so opportunity. So you're agreeing with me? In. Yeah, I am. Because yeah, even if it was Mike Volcanis, the guy has been coaching with uncertainty. And it's not just his position that's uncertain. It's how the players look at him. If they're not, if they're not, you know, players won't buy into someone when they don't know whether he's the first choice from the from the bosses. So I just think that's where, if you look at the inconsistency, you look at what happened on the weekend, the softness. I mean, I look, forget about the last fifteen because there were no defences at all at that <laughs> point in time. No midfield, no defences. Everyone wanted to play forward line, right? Uh, but when it was at four-one. When both teams had to win and it was still 4-1, I think that's the point where you say, on this night, Melbourne City have no excuse. But to say that that's the way the game's going to go on Sunday, Warren, don't no, say it. Don't Carlos, say it. Carlos, I have so, not mentioned it, Sunday at well, all because Melbourne, you know what? Well, don't, well, I, I but don't, if they win on Sunday, they lack professional integrity. They lack integrity. Now, there was something in that game. It was... They're clear and obvious. They lack professional integrity. Now, I don't often, it doesn't actually always become clear on this show, but I come in every week and I actually have some degree of integrity around my performance. I don't always get it right, but I'm always trying. Well, mostly you're pretty I'm lame. Always, I'm always lame, trying. There was a lack of effort. And you know what? Hang on. You that... talk about building a base of support. My wife, who doesn't swear, never sworn in her life. You won't be never. swearing on here. No, I won't yeah, be no, swearing. Good. But we were sitting on the couch together Sunday night, you know, watching that game yep. as supporters, not not fans, not spectators, as supporters. Now, I've said to you time and time again, if you're going to be talking about a, pl- a player or a team performance, don't use words that you wouldn't use in the lab. You've got to, you've got to get deeper here and... <laughs> Don't don't say there was a lack of effort. What do you really mean? Who was who was letting the team down? Because not not everyone. Do you, I mean? Do you think everyone in that team uh, was was lacking effort on the weekend? I think collectively, collectively there was a lack of effort. Now was that individuals? So not... That's lazy. That's lazy media okay. punditry. That okay. is. Okay, he was only a spectator. Yeah, though, that, that's right. I was a fan. Now yeah. look, you've got to be you more say... specific. Okay, and also if you're going to have a crack, uh, is it? Because the real problem is this Sunday. If they lose this Sunday, for me, they've failed this season. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Yep. Even though they won the FFA Cup, if they fail with that squad that they've had, all the promise, yes. uh, I yep. think So I think that's a big thing. So if anything you're going to be having a crack at the team about flows on to what's going to happen this Sunday, that's what I think you should be focusing well, on. Because all the rest of it was just why that, can... that moment in the game. I, I don't see that. That's well, you, you, I'll go into yep. the lab with you, Carlos. Why does it seem like every time the ball gets turned over in midfield that particularly Perth, the likes of Castro, Taggart, and they can just spread the ball on both flanks. Now, I'm not Franich and Rose. I'm not individualising, but they spread the ball particularly wide on both flanks and then through the middle... The goals were just coming as tap-ins. They, there was no, there was no willingness to track back by the midfielders, Bratton, and that, and then they were just picked apart. There were, you could drive the Titanic through the gaps in the back four, and Castro, who's got the ability to pick a pass, Keo, who's got the particular ability to make runs, and then pace off Taggart, and 
just it was just atrocious and it was just so disappointing so disappointing and you you know what you're probably right they probably come out <laughs> and they win but you know what it'll be that'll be winning on Saturday on Sunday well there's so Warren, theoretically <laughs> if they win the toilet seat are you going to ask for them to give it back? <laughs> hey, they so can't. well they've got they a chance. They can't win the toilet they, seat. They've, they've got a chance to redeem themselves. No, on, it won't be on Sunday no, against no, Perth Glory. What, they won't what, be what, redeeming themselves. What time is that on? Oh, I think by, it, it might as well be way, on. Color? It might as well be on it, the it's moon. Four WA time. Oh, right. It might as well. <laughs> so it's at a good time. In all honesty, Rodrigo, there's another thing. It might as well be played. Mm. On the moon at midnight. <laughs> what time is just just seven o'clock on a Sunday What's night? Oh, that? that's just tremendous. Well, it's clean air. That's no one time. plays. <laughs> nothing's happening at seven o'clock on a Sunday. Happening. So it's clean air. <laughs> nothing's all, happening. All of Melbourne should be there on so Sunday what, night. What time should it have been played, Warren? <laughs> Jesus, you're very. What time? Yeah, I give you. Well, I mean, a Saturday night might have been a good a good time slot. Or if you wanted to play it on a Sunday, why don't you play it at? 4 p.m. on a Sunday, where well, it is. maybe WA time is 4 maybe PM. people like me who have got children of a younger age, like a 12-year-old daughter who'd really like to go in a newly in a newly pinned Lily number 10 on the back of right. a Melbourne City top. Oh, Maybe she might want to go, but should, seven should o'clock. Should we ask you for a refund on that? Seven <laughs> o'clock on a Sunday night. What time are we likely to that get is, home? That How is, ridiculous is that? You can't blame the club about that. No, I'm not blaming the club. It's I'm blaming the Sports, FFA. No, Fox Sports. Oh, so they run the game. Well, <laughs> if they're paying for it, they're running it, basically. Uh, they're a significant they, stakeholder. Well, yes. That's what they would uh, be calling look, there, there have been articles this week about the fact that they're putting TV ratings uh, ahead of yeah, yeah. bums on seats. Well, maybe. Well, maybe. Look, maybe. It's not like Melbourne City, you know, been bringing in huge crowds that suddenly there's going to be 10,000 people locked out or not wanting to go. Well, there might be 500 people, 1,000 people who might, might, might not want to go. Well, maybe, maybe, when, maybe when Peacock, Garb and the analyst Mark Rudan, who are actually standing behind the podium and there's two people in the back sleeping when they're on their little on the ground on their little podium, maybe they might actually rethink when they actually have play you thought the game. They may not be happy working Sunday nights themselves. But oh, they, they'd be on double time. No, maybe, well, maybe actually, Tim Gossage, the yeah, Tim Gossage yeah. from WA, has just texted in Glory versus City is on at the same time as the Logies. <laughs> that's yeah. That's unbelievable. That's confidence. <laughs> that's cockiness. <laughs> exactly, Carlos. That's that's the that's, positive. Oh, that's so our game being cocky. Yeah. Okay, so it's right. going up against the red carpet. We're going to take down the logies. So the commentators are spewing. I'm not speaking. <laughs> I'm not going to have much more to say on the show because I know I've said a bit too much. And I don't know. I don't. Tonight, I don't care the type of feedback I get on the SMS. I don't care if people have a go at me. I don't care if there's victory fans out there that are going to, you know, have a bit of a dig at me. I don't care. I'm a Melbourne City fan and I'm proud to be one, but they're pathetic. I'm, I'm reliably informed <laughs> through the power of uh, technology yep. that um, that is the first time that Tim Gossage is going to the Logies. <laughs> so is that is that why you've texted us, Tim? Thanks for that anyway, by the way. Just off the, off the text uh, machine here, Dean and Crib Point, moan, 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 moan. Oh, moan. Melbourne Victory fan, is, yeah? And just another one, is that... Uh, is that Warren Diego or Piers Morgan? <laughs> Who's Piers Morgan? Uh, oh, you're yeah. Friend of Trump. Yeah, yeah. Hater of Arsenal. He's, a, he's an English yeah. US talk show host. Yep. But look, after you... Is there anything that I'm not saying correct? It's a shock no, well, it, look, it, it's, what, it's what's correct in the person who says it, in the eyes of the person who says it, and the fan group. I mean, if, there are probably aren't Melbourne City fans out there who feel the same way as you do. But the question is, firstly, the worry for you guys 
because let's put that game on the week. That was a crazy game, never to be seen again in in the history of the A League. It's Sunday night that you've got to be thinking about. The, the worry that Melbourne City's got, it's not like Perth Glory don't travel well. When they come to Melbourne... They've never been beaten. This, they haven't been beaten this well, season. Well, uh, they, they trouble victory. I've seen many a game where they trouble victory and they trouble City, especially if they're in the mood and they're playing for each other and they play that defensive block uh, to really stifle any creativity of the opposition. And uh, the way they break with the likes of Harold and Castro and Keo and Taggart, uh, that's a danger for Melbourne City. Now... I don't know if they can fix that in a week because it's been a problem they've had for a while now. I'm not going to go as far as what Warren said. I'm putting that game in Perth in perspective, what it really was. It was a FIFA, you know, what do you call it? Um, what, a like FIFA, a FIFA, FIFA yeah, World Cup game or whatever yeah, yeah, you, you know, yeah. what do you call it? So a computer game. There you yeah. go, as, as Timmy Cale called it. And that, I'll put that in perspective. But Sunday night, for me, it's fascinating because City will be up for it. But Perth will come with a real confidence after what happened on the weekend. It's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, so that's on Sunday, 7 o'clock oh, our yeah. time. What yeah. I love about the game is that Castro's coming to Melbourne, and so that's just another opportunity Shot for, window. for us to, <laughs> to get him to stay. Free so, and Robson to talk yeah, to him. Yeah, is, that, right. is that what you're saying? Now we're going to get Robert, stuff off from Peter Philopolis <laughs> trying right. to woo him. That, let's woo him. <laughs> let's get the banners that say stay. <laughs> just off the text message here, you compete with AFL at 4 p.m. 7 p.m. is right. You're starting to sound like Snapper tonight. Too much rant. <laughs> Is a bit there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, so let, hey, let's take a break. We'll come. Oh, and thanks t- for t- comparing me to Snapper. Well, Very no, no. Nice, off the text message. I wasn't ranting. Off the text message. What's wrong with Snapper? No, no, nothing. Snapper but has I, his I'm say. I think he does it really I'm well. Not ranting. Let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. When Arsenal striker Ian Wright was asked about opposing fans booing him, he replied, "The fans who give me stick." are the sort of people who still point at aeroplanes. Geez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for your company on this Wednesday night edition of the Four Diego's. Just off the text message here, Melbourne City FC have planned this final run. Beat Perth Glory on Sunday, then beat Victory the week after with a grand final in Sydney against Sydney FC and win the toilet seat to win two trophies this year. Take it to the bank. Relax, Warren. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, no. I, did, I don't have it off the... Yeah. Um, it's signed it a friend. Anonymous here. Um, yeah. A friend. Apparently it's Scott Munn. Oh, yeah, Scott there Munn. you go. Um, <laughs> hey, boys, before we get off uh, the city topic, if you like, oh, well, let's talk about uh, the game itself. Yeah. But what was Liam Reddy? <laughs> what was he thinking? Now, seriously, yeah. that, that, that well, was of course, pretty... those people who don't know, Liam Reddy's okay. a goalkeeper for Perth Glory. Towards the end of the the crazy game mm. that we're all talking about, he decided to go wandering with the ball, <laughs> and uh, he suddenly found himself deep into his own half, no man's land. Yeah, we, we, goalkeepers aren't supposed to go to, and like it's not like every goalkeeper is a Renahi Gita who can just run up the field with the ball. Anyway, he out of position uh, and Nick Fitzgerald decided to lob the ball back into the goals and he was way out of his goals and it looked like a fool. He was blaming everybody except himself. He, yeah. um, he's re- he was re-inve- reimagining the game. Like, you know, we've had the sweeper <laughs> keeper. He was the striker <laughs> keeper. Absolutely. He was, you know, and he, you could tell he got a taste for it. He got around one guy. Said, yeah. This is all right. I can yeah. do this again. But and if then you, he was in no man's but land. But if you watched, if you actually watched... The, his teammates, they're all standing standing they around just watching it. him. They'd given up at that point too. Like <laughs> they were stunned. Yeah, well, yeah, they were Mesmerized. stunned. But they, I think it was so late in the game. It was five four. 
you know, they they obviously weren't going to, you know, have they they had to have a four nil score. Or they had to win by by four goals or more to finish and have the home final. Uh, that was obviously at that point, you know, not in, not possible for them to do it. So they almost just stood around and just said, "Okay, Liam." Do your stuff. And no one was asking for the ball. And Liam's waiting to dish it off to someone. And no one was asking for it. So I wonder how much it had to do with players just not being, you know, engaged in what was happening at that time. Or whether that was just craziness from Liam Reddy. Having spoken to some goalkeepers, in, we had a town hall meeting for goalkeepers since. Oh. And many goalkeepers have said to me, that uh, that was the players around the, 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 the his supporting players uh, weren't making themselves available, and that was why it led to you know that moment of uh, madness. Do you think there there comes a time in a career in a in a, a keeper's career for the bucket list? They think bugger it, I've got nothing to lose. I've been in the game a long time. I'm yeah. just going all the way. Like you know, yeah. Buffon, I, I Buffon think, could do the same thing in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, I agree. If you watch the video again. Uh, when he first got his first touch, I think he felt like that. Yeah. <laughs> but then he found himself in the no man's land. That's I'm thinking, right. what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. And I wish I hadn't done this. Yep. Then he realised no he, he wasn't <laughs> a striker. He yeah. realised he's a keeper. How strong do you think the instinct is for them just to pick the ball up at that point? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, yeah. instinctively, yeah. they want to pick the ball up. Now, he's in trouble. He yeah. knows he's about to be dispossessed with possible <laughs> dire consequences. <laughs> I wonder what the temptation is. No, you're not getting it. I'm picking I it think, up. I think they're really, really hoping that someone's going to make contact with them so they can go to ground and, and earn themselves a free kick. Can they fall on the ball without touching it and just sort of smother it? <laughs> no, apparently you're not allowed to do that. No. No, I've seen before where players have fallen on the Does ball. Does he get red carded to... if he picks the ball up? Well, yeah, he would. Uh, no, it's a free kick. Uh, it's it's when it's a goal a clear goal scoring. Okay. So uh, I'd only get a yellow for deliberate handball. Yeah, just maybe. pick it up and. <laughs> and Carlos, do you think he would have practiced at a training? <laughs> well, I with think uh, with witches. Look, he's, he's I think he's had about eight clubs. Eight of the <laughs> no, eight of the ten <laughs> A League clubs. Is that why, Carlos? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's going to be looking for another Nine. club yeah. after the, after the weekend. He's had but, a pretty uh, good season. Yeah, look, I'm sure that he would have in his dreams um, probably you know envisaged himself being a Renhea Gita. Uh, or some of those South American goalkeepers who like to go for a bit of a run themselves. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no one was uh, going with him in that dream on the weekend, that's for sure. Just off the, Warren, you asked who sent that text. It was Tom in Greenvale, actually, who didn't sign G'day, Tom. Uh, before. But, I'm, uh, I'm hoping, Tom, but not confident. Hey, uh, look, if if the results of the finals, uh, between, well, uh, Brisbane Raw take on Western City Wanderers on Friday night and, of course, Melbourne City and Perth Glory, if the results... Go if if Western Sydney Wanderers beat Brisbane Raw, they will play Sydney FC yep. in the semi final. If Melbourne City beat Perth Glory, they will play Melbourne Victory in the other semi final. So All we Sydney. will have two yep. derbies: a, Mel- a Melbourne derby and a Sydney derby. Yep. Now, if the results go the other way, we could potentially have an All Melbourne Grand Final. Yeah, if Melbourne City beat but, Perth, well, and if then it happens uh, the other way, yeah, let's Brisbane. try to explain it because <laughs> uh, sometimes it gets a bit confused. Yeah, yeah. But if it goes the other way, yeah, sure, um, then then I think uh, we, we will have a, a Melbourne yep. uh, grand final. What would you prefer, guys? Let's start with you, Vinny. Would you prefer uh, a Melbourne derby or and a Sydney derby as a semi-final, or would you would you prefer an all-Melbourne um, grand final? Um, I think I would prefer a Melbourne derby as a semi-final because I think that both teams then would be in the mindset to win a final. 
Hmm. What about what about if they're in the grand final? Yeah, they would, uh, yeah. I would be in the same. Yeah. Right? Because you're going to be playing Sydney in the final, and I think you've got to just have that, that sort of amount of belief that you can do it and you need a tough semi-final. Okay, yeah. I, I would have thought. So it's more of a question for the game to have mm. two massive derbies on one weekend yep. like that. Uh, so it's a, it's a question, you know, what would you prefer, Carlos? I'd prefer for the good of the game. Yeah, that, that's, that's where the discussion For the good of the goes, game, uh, and we haven't had those moments for a while where everyone's raving about the game because of the fact that Sydney was so far ahead and then victory was so far ahead of third place. And it was quite a lame end to the whole league you know, season, which was topped off by what happened on the weekend in, uh, in Perth. I think two magnificent derbies, full to the brim, a lot of controversy, probably going to extra time, a lot of blood spilled, all that sort of stuff <laughs> in derbies. Uh, where everyone's talking about it is a great lead-in to a wonderful grand final. Uh, but for personally, I'd like to see a Melbourne grand final. Because that'll be huge. That'll be huge. Yep. Where would they play it? At, uh, I don't know. Have they booked it? Oh, yeah. no, they, they they they'll probably play at South Melbourne at 9 o'clock <laughs> on a Sunday night, probably. I mean, knowing... You're no, very look, cynical. I, you didn't ask me, and maybe deliberately. Well, I, I'd actually think... <laughs> you had, you've had your say today. I'd actually <laughs> wouldn't mind. In, in some strange way, I think Sydney deserved to make the grand final. So if we had... <laughs> strange way. God, well, they do. They do. Simple. Uh, so as such, two derby semi-finals... And I actually do think, like Vinny, that the winner of a derby semi-final, Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory, they could go up to Sydney and at least give a good account of themselves. And I'm not saying they win. I think anyone who wins that major semi-final would be going up and playing whoever in that grand final confident that there is mm. a chance. I mean, everyone knows, like Sydney's been... Obviously, they've been beaten once this year, twice with the FFA Cup final. They're a great side. They've, they're motivated. They haven't let up at all, even towards the end of the season when they've won this thing by a mile. Uh, but at the same time, on a given day, they might not even make the grand final. West Sydney Wanderers were the only team in the league that beat them, and they may be playing them in a major semi-final. So, um, and Brisbane, gee, you wouldn't want to be playing Brisbane. Uh, they're, they're really tough to beat, and with McLaren scoring for fun at the moment, Brett Holman is uh, mm. in some great form Mr. at the moment. Downtown. Broish is playing probably his, his last or second last game of, of his career there at Brisbane. There's a lot of emotion. The Aloisi boys are angry. So Ross, let's... Is Ross back? <laughs> yeah, is, is Ross, Ross is back. Is Ross back? Because Ross will want to fight everyone. <laughs> uh, so um, I just reckon you wouldn't want to play Brisbane either. Well, while we were talking about Brisbane and you touched on the fact that uh, this might be Broish's last game. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if, they, if they lose, it will be his last game. Um, because... Brisbane have not um, have basically said we have to wait till the end of the season before we offer you a contract, yep. let alone a marquee contract. So you know, yep. do you know what I mean? Let alone a, a mm. big contract, if you like. So he's come out and said that he, you know, he's that, not prepared that's to happening wait. And yeah. He's not prepared to wait. He needs to look after himself and his family. So, I mean, in the overall scheme of things, in terms of. You know, yeah. I mean, he's been a great player. I mean, he has been mm. one of, if not the, the top the, three the top ever, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. That was going to be the question. So you, you think, you know, top I, I, three yeah, ever? Yeah, top top three marquee top foreigners? Three or top marquee three players? Foreign. Oh, actually, no, I think I'd go so far as the top three players. Yeah, he'd be up there. Absolutely. I, I just know when he was at his best uh, under Ange Postacoglu in those great Brisbane teams, it was just wonderful watching this guy. I remember him, them coming to Melbourne, watching him at 80, Amy Park, watching him at, uh, at uh, Eddie Head Stadium, and um, just watching a play like that. Every little kitty, 
who wants to be a midfielder or wants to be a, a, a top line player, you've got to watch a player like him. Yeah, he's un- he's unbelievable. So I mean, that that could be a farewell. Let's hope you know they they um, mm. farewell him in in the appropriate fashion. So and you're talking about Jamie McLaren too. He scored 50 goals now. Uh, he's in some, he's in some great form as well, isn't he? Well, yeah, can't but take almost a certain to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yet another striker who can't take a penalty, Rodrigo. I rest yeah. my case. Yeah, no, look, you've built up yeah. that case right throughout this A League season. I'd like to see some. I'd like to see a, I'm a you all the data. broader statistical <laughs> there's, there's analysis. Data. No, no, I'd like to see a final report on. Yeah. On this, uh, Does this Vidal, Vidal qualify as a striker? Because he missed a penalty too in the Champions League. Vidal got sent off. No, no, the the previous round. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, you know, uh, I'm okay. gathering data as we speak about the whole... But, but Jamie McLaren's an interesting one, you know. Um, he scored 51 goals in two years at Brisbane and uh, he's quite clearly the most prolific Australian striker probably in world football at the moment. You know, like he, he's our, our most prolific Australian striker. Uh, anywhere in, in the world, scoring rate, in, in scoring per, the number of goals yep. he does per game and stuff like that. I know it's in the A League compared to a Tommy Urich in Switzerland or, or whatever. Scoring form is good form, Carlos. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering whether you know we as a sport, Ange Postecoglou or the the Socceroos set up, you know, even after Ange is gone after the next World Cup, should just invest in this guy because he hits the back of the net. We don't have anyone that comes close. So why is he sco- not getting re-signed? And why is he not getting re-signed? I think he wants marquee money. Okay. And, and there's uh, 70 clubs worldwide looking after him? There was 80 last there was week. 80 when, oh, yeah, okay. that would have increased. Well, he's, he's reduced the number. <laughs> yeah. He's working through it, 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 it dropped got, when he missed the penalty. Yeah, he missed the penalty. He's yeah, just dropped drop. another five. So it's, it's sort of oscillated between 80 and 90, depending on... <laughs> he cost on... himself the golden boot by himself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for that penalty. Yeah, but I'm just, you know, we don't yeah. have another striker that scores at the rate he does. So invest in him, Carlos? Yeah, I just reckon you've, we've just got to invest in him as in... We've, we've just got to help this guy become the best he can be. Uh, and... I worry that his style of striker may not be an international type of striker because, you know... The poaching type. Yeah, I don't know. There's, no, there's not really a lot of room for the poaching type of strikers in international football. So, you know, that's where the Tommy Urich probably gets a nod uh, uh, in front of him every time because, you know, Tommy Urich is really great with his back to goal, brings other people in the game. That's not Jamie McLaren's... Uh, game. If anything, he, he'd probably be good off the bench if we if we need to get a goal late in the game or something like that. So, I, I, there's no other Australian striker, young or old, that's scoring like he does. So I just think us as a sport have got to do something to make sure we get the best out of him because I think he's only 23. He's pretty. You're 23, 24. You're really young. In fairness to Taggart, though. Given that he was the injured, other one, yeah. he was the other one who probably had a pretty good season. And once he yeah. he was fit and back on the park, he's his ratio would be pretty good too. Just quietly, yeah, yeah. That's, so these got these guys who know how to hit the back of the net. They've had their issues because of whatever. Uh, but Jane McLaren's shown the last two years. Taggart's just coming back. Mm. I think Taggart's got eleven goals or something. Uh, maybe eleven goals this season, something like that. Uh, let me just double check that. Uh, Twelve goals. So he's had a fairly good season too. Um, and um, and he's another guy we should be investing in young uh, and can hit the back of the net. They're the ones that you've got to – they're priceless going mm. forward. Just uh, just I flick to that, uh, that the goal kickers. Adam Taggart, Andy Keogh and Diego Castro yeah. are all on 12 goals each. Yeah. So, you know, yep. City have – I know City yep. have got Fornaroli up there, uh, uh, Warren, but uh, – oh, He was in uh, – that's uh, I they, have rants about that. He's in good form, Fornaroli. He's uh, going to put goals in the back of the net. He's going okay. Mm, interesting stuff. Hey, uh, Francis Legion Grant Brebner will call the Melbourne City and Perth Glory game live from Amy, Amy Park from 7pm here. Them and the 12 people that will be there. 7.15, I should say. And uh, 
straight after the AFL. So that's that's great news. So if you're uh, if you're not going to the game, make sure you tune into SEN. Committed to the A League. What should I do? Do you finals. think, Rodrigo? Do you think I should go? I think you should go. Unless, unless you have a vested that, interest in, in the price? Logos. What about the price? Of oh. my daughter, you know, doing poorly in her education on Monday morning because <laughs> she gets home at midnight. Yep. What do I fine. do about that? If you leave it. her at home, Warren, and you just go and you just report back to her. Okay. You know? <laughs> no worries. I think it's worth a child failing at school <laughs> to get to an A-League final. Yeah, well, okay. No worries. Personally. Just we'll be th- actually, no, we will be there. The, the Warren Diego household will be there. In all our glory. So that was just a disingenuine in all uh, your glory, no pun theatrical rant for the for the sake of media. No, 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 no. But the, <laughs> it shows you, Carlos, that I can rant. It just shows. But you. I'm not disingenuous. <laughs> you know, I actually love the club, and I can vent as all supporters. I mean, this is like Warren's equivalent to final Finey's final <laughs> siren. You know, I've just ranted, and now I'll I'll still go because that's what you do. You go, don't you, Rodrigo? You oh, no, go. I respect that, Warren. And you've got a right I to I have vent. more respect for you tonight than I have ever you know, throughout <laughs> the whole A-League season. So you go, <laughs> Carlos. You go, and that gives you the right to rant. You don't go. It's a bit like voting. You've, you've, you, it's compulsory in Australia, but you've never voted because you don't care enough. But you still have an the opinion. The game's a winner for me. You still have you know. an opinion as yep. to who should be running the country even though you don't vote. Me, personally, I'm invested. Sometimes you're too close to it, uh, Warren. You need someone who's, who stands At back. At arm's length. In the lab with his yeah, white coat. It could run a town hall meeting, have all the people in the town hall meeting just... Be, be almost the a conduit for hand. the game. Yeah, just a conduit, a conduit. for the game. Yeah, yeah. And now I can pass that, that, those thoughts and those feelings of everyone okay. to the people in a really, really objective way. Yeah, you've mm. got to decide where you want to be a participant or a bystander. <laughs> I want to be a participant. Yeah. So I go and then I vent. You don't go, but still feel the, still feel, I, I don't know, you have this. Greater sense this of yourself is all... that you believe you can still comment even though you don't go. I go, of course I go. This is all vent therapy for you, isn't it, Warren? You just need to vent so you can just show up the next. Well, I week need to go to, to the game. game on Sunday with a clear conscience. Yes. Well, it's going to be fantastic, you know, and uh, looking forward to finals football, which is yeah, awesome, can't wait um, because this is what it's all about. The last couple of weeks have kind of, uh, you know, been a bit. Uh, Mediocre, let's say. I give really. the season, in all honesty, in terms of the competitiveness across the across the competition, and we might want to talk about this in coming weeks. But I give it about a three out of ten. Forget, forget all the oh. the no, stuff. No, geez. the competitiveness again, of the season. You and well, your it's just because of the last few I weeks. I think yeah. you'll find the greatest you know, disparity. Greatest disparity. I've just lost a bit of respect. To you. <laughs> the greatest disparity from top to bottom in terms of points. But Almost that's not, that's in the history the of the A-League. season. I mean, there's, I think three quarters of the season has been fantastic. It's just the gaps that have occurred because of Sydney's dominance. They've been dominant, no, uh, no and question. and then the victory, you know, being here or the, you know there or thereabouts, but still dominant. Uh, and then everyone else coming up, and really the people, you know, mediocre teams fighting for the six. That's that's been the problem late in the season. But the season's been, I've. I've Found the football really fantastic for three quarters of the season. Mm, it's been that whole summer period. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. I, I thought it was maybe not not three out, mate. Three out. No, of no, three is a bit harsh. But I'd only give it a six. <laughs> That's harsh. You, know, you oh, started six, six, six. Then you can you know, six, justify. Okay. No, if you wait long enough, stuff. you'll make it nine. Oh, I know. Yeah. You had your little rant, right? And 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 we lost people. You, know, yeah. you lost your own people. <laughs> but then you brought them back. You you, you found a a, a a humility, a point of humility on top of your hill, and you look back and 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 you took a breath and. 
and you brought us all back, and we, we were on your side. And then you give it three out of ten, you lost us all again, yeah. Dave. We've got red it. lights that light up every time somebody turns off. Yeah. They came back you, for you, a little while. You're hurting the brand, Warren. <laughs> Let's take a break now and uh, talk to Warren about the brand here on 1116 SEM, Melbourne's home of sport. Okay, guys. The rules of soccer are very simple. If it moves, kick it. If it doesn't move, kick it until it does. This has been a halftime pep talk by the Four Diego's. On 11.16 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for your company tonight. Really appreciate it. Uh, just off the text message, we'll talk about the, uh, the European Champions League very, very shortly. But um, hey, guys, how about Adelaide United? This is off the text message here. They are going to go and talk to the Argentine superstar, Gabriel Batistuta, rather, known as Batigol back in the day to possibly be the new coach for next season. Now, that's making a statement to the fans and the league. David in Maidstone. Has he got coaching experience, Carlos? Not much. And that's, that's a problem, okay? Mm. They're talking about uh, him, and they all understand it. Even he understands that. So they're talking about hiring an experienced assistant for him. Or a mentor. Or, yeah, another mentor. So Roy, uh, Roy's in the yeah, country. Roy, don't hell. Roy. Do two, two or three clubs. Uh, that doesn't work, guys. Please, Adelaide, you know, I know you're listening to us. It does not work. Uh, I love the idea of getting a big name, but get a big name that actually has a coaching CV that's won things. I'd rather get a lesser name that wins things. So a club like Adelaide United that's used to success has got a, such a parochial, um, excitable fan group there. that I, I, I tell you what, you've been over there, Vinny, with, at Highmarsh. Yes. Uh, they're fantastic when that's a full house and they're right behind their team. They deserve... Uh, not not a circus. To I'm happen. going to give him a name, Carlos what? Zola. He's free. No, he's, he's, he's another got one. Sacked from Birmingham. Got sacked from Birmingham. Harry's free. come in for three oh, games. Yeah, Harry Redknapp. Yeah, yeah. I thought you say Harry Kuehl. No, no. Harry Redknapp's yeah, come Zola in for three games. Zola will tap in the passion but, that is in Adelaide. Vinny, Carlos. You know the problem with Zola. It's even worse than Batistuta in that Zola has had a coaching career. <laughs> but none of it good. <laughs> none of it's good. So that's but, the problem. But he's with Zola. plugged away, Carlos. Yeah, no. But look, no. We just don't. We're much more mature these days about the game in this country hmm. that we just don't settle for a big name. I mean, Warren in the in the, in the break was suggesting was, that he was yeah. excited about Robbie Fowler possibly coaching Newcastle. Yes. No, no, I mentioned well, it. You, as a, you were excited. I wasn't excited. I won't tell people <laughs> why I know you're excited, but you're really excited, <laughs> Warren, about Robbie Fowler. Um, coaching Newcastle Jets, the possibility of that happening. Well, he hasn't got a coaching record. He hasn't done it before. He's relying on his playing career, which trans, uh, transfers to nothing to do with... But uh, God, Newcastle uh, have great goal celebrations if they score a couple. <laughs> I mean, he will bring that yeah. to the team at the very least. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I know... We're we should, beyond that, aren't we, we now? Are beyond, surely? We are beyond the so-called names that ever coach. We don't need to do that. Just bring proper coaches. And they'll win your games with a proper squad. Theoretically, Carlos, Claudio Ranieri, also free at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. Done it all. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Runs on the Surely you couldn't be critical of that no, appointment. No, I wouldn't be critical of that, that appointment. But, uh, but there's no guarantee with Claudio, if you look at his record, that he's going to necessarily win for you. He'll do well in the first year. Maybe, maybe. But look, look. Anyway, look. Look. I, he, at least he's a coach that won, has won things. Uh, the other one that uh, people seem to be talking about is, um, uh, and I'll think of him in a second. Sure. <laughs> um, I, look, I'll, I'll we'll get back to something. Yeah, yeah. Van Hal. Just uh, Van Hal. That's the one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but that's probably more for the likes of Melbourne City. 
uh, who've got the money to bring him. He could go to Brisbane because they've got a bit of a Dutch thing happening up there because the yeah. Aloisi boys will probably come down, won't they? Limited budget, Vinny. Uh, now, Van Hal will want top dollar. He'll want marquee dollars. Why, what, has and the rumour gone cold about them going to Adelaide as a package deal? The Aloisi boys? Yeah. Well, they've just signed for Brisbane. So, okay. yes. So, I don't think so. <laughs> well, man, contracts mean nothing. Anyway, I mean just off the text message here, I can see Dean in Crib Point just shaking his head. Golden toilet seat, what a trophy for all those weeks of hard toil. There you go. Yep. I'm just talking about the A-League toilet seat. Um, Paul here, I'm not, not sure if uh, we know the answer to this, but boy, is a victory close to signing any decent players in the off-season? The vi- victory silence is deafening. Thank you, Paul. Well, that's not the off-season yet for them. Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's quite strategic that is the, the silence is deafening. The talk is that Reese Williams is close to signing for them. And I think he'll be a, either a terrific central defender for him or a, a really, you know, a creative defensive type midfielder that get, can move forward and create stuff. And I think they need that certainty in midfield. They need someone who's not going to lose possession. He's injury prone though, Carlos. He is. He is. That's true. But uh, he, look, I think he had more problems at Perth this year. It wasn't so much injury, but just the problems he had. So he might uh, just... A, Change the scenery in some, some, a place like Victory might Perth be terrific. boy who wanted... We interviewed him. He was happy about going back. Yeah, that his was wife, be, his yeah, child. Was before the start of the season and, it, you know, everything's Things romantic changed. then. Well, a while back I did have the Get Castro hotline and <laughs> I just think that uh, there's still time. For, but you, there has been talk happen. about Castro You watched too. that happen. Has been talk well, about the, Castro. It'd be very interesting to see if they uh, look to... And work really hard to keep James Troisi too. They, they they must be doing that in the background. But uh, he yeah. wants a, he wants a marquee spot, doesn't well, he? Well, when he st- when the story came out that suddenly that Sydney are interested, or he's talking to Sydney, or he might want to talk to Sydney, that's an indication to me. Of course, you look at for the subtext here. It's an indication to me that they've sat down. Troisi and his people have said to Victory, "We want the marquee spot." Uh, Victory are probably umming and ahhing over it for some reason, maybe a Castro or whatever it may be. And the minute they hesitated was the minute he starts farming himself out or seeking leverage elsewhere uh, for a better deal with Victory or maybe trying to force their hand or whatever it may be. And I think that uh, Troisi is no given to be at Victory and it might be Victory's decision for that to happen. Mm, interesting stuff. Mm. Victory don't talk about it. No, uh, they don't. So up. we can speculate. Exactly. <laughs> I I'd like to put my hand on James Teresi's oh. shoulder and just, okay. it seems <laughs> to me, he, he doesn't seem to be a person that stays in one place for too long. I think he's a he's a player craving for some continuity in terms of where he plays for a period of time. And his best football has been at victory in two stints, and yet he's been tempted away, maybe for money or taken the advice Definitely to go away. Definitely I mean, he's not like he's going to be on Struggle Street at victory. I think... I think the boy, for his long-term prospects, and I'm even talking Socceroo prospects, that playing at one club and having some continuity might be a good thing for him. No, he, but he said that himself. But if Victory aren't going to offer him the marquee spot and someone else will, well, why would you... you but know, he's still not going to be on Struggle Street. Yeah, but okay, but still, uh, you, your career... You've got to maximise you. Yeah, but obviously, you know... You know, I don't like to say this, but What's the Warren's difference? never been a professional footballer. <laughs> he never be will difference? be a professional footballer. <laughs> what would be so the you difference? Wouldn't have an, you wouldn't have an understanding at all about the fact that their their okay. career is short. Okay, I'm and just giving a, They're long time retired, and they need to be able to maximise whatever they make during if their career. If you can make 60000 more, are you going to take the job? Me, personally. 
Yeah, probably. That's the difference. It'd be more than 60,000. And it'd be more than 60,000. Hey, we need to take a final break here and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. We're in a Champions League cycle at the moment. Real Madrid uh, put Bayern Munich out of the uh, Champions League and in, uh, into a semi-final for Real Madrid. Cristiano Ronaldo scoring his 100th Champions League goal yeah. with a hat-trick tonight. This overnight. is a big accusation, but are the linesmen deliberately not <laughs> paying him offside because they want him to score lots of goals? I'm just asking the question. Look, 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 they it, were it, offered a movie contract. I tell you, it had very little to do with the assistant referees or even the referee except for the send-off. The referees fully to blame for that and the lines people too. But... If you looked at those decisions, they were really tight decisions. It's video technology. So this is FIFA's fault or UEFA's fault. Video, te- I mean, fair nickel. They're trolling it here for Wellington and then they've got a Champions League game over there that the whole world's <laughs> looking at. And the goal line technology is the least of their problems. Do yeah. it on do it on yeah. offsides. Because, because those two offsides would have been picked up and the, and the sending off would have been picked up with VARs. Yep. So they're just really, I mean, they're testing it over here, but... They're so slow in bringing this in. It it didn't necessarily cost Bayern Munich. No, the game, you're right. You're but right. It, I mean, really, the the sense of injustice around it is really, really strong. Regardless, history will show that Cristiano Ronaldo has scored a hundred Champions League goal. Leicester put up a good effort against Atletico Madrid. Yeah. It was a one-all draw, Noble. but uh, they are now out of the Champions League. Last very English well. team. Very, very quickly, guys. If Ranieri was sacked early enough. <laughs> would uh, would Leicester have won the league this year? No, no. They would have gone close. They would have gone close. I tell you, the way they've been playing the last six or seven games. Not much time to go. Monaco and Borussia Dortmund uh, overnight, and Barcelona and Juventus as well. Be, baby, will Barcelona peg beg them back? But no, that's it for no this way. week's no. show. No. That's, that's the answer I thought. <laughs> Remember, Carlos? We're Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll be there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba. We'll be there. There are girls with thrill on their head and balls in their feet. We'll be there. We have gringos play football. We'll be there. We are the Four Diego. Olé!